So, Nicola, our anniversary is this week. It's amazing to look back and take time to think about what God has done in our lives and how we've grown because our lives are so busy. It could be so easy just to keep pushing and pushing ahead. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But then to stop and have couples to think, and that's what we're going to do. We're going to share about, hey, what would you say after being married 16 years? Oh, my gosh. What would you say to yourself if you could go back and talk to that young married couple in years like zero to five, zero think to about five. the ways you've grown mm-hmm. as a couple and how God's worked in your life. So that way you can really reflect on the lessons you've learned. And that could give you this inspiration and courage to face the challenges yet still ahead, but also to celebrate, to celebrate the bond that's forged over time and the way that God has manifested himself in our marriage and hope for the couples that are listening, how God manifests himself in your marriage. This is everything. Left hands with the heavy reins. I ain't scared of the marriage thing. I ain't scared of the marriage thing. Had to say it twice on a mind. Welcome to the More Excellent Way podcast with Dr. James and Nicola Hawkins. Here, we seek to inspire and equip couples and families to go about their relationship with God and each other in, in a, a more, more excellent, excellent way. way. So, indeed, Nicola, happy anniversary. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Sweet 16. Sweet 16. It does feel like it has in a way been a sweet year. It's been Mm -hmm. a year where, um, man, I feel like our insight into our relationship dynamics and how God's working in our life, taking leaps of faith. (laughs) Even this podcast is a huge leap of faith. Leap of faith. Yes. Uh, And it's been, it's been a vulnerable process because. Oh my gosh. (laughs) It forces us to think about things in us to deal with our own marital dynamics. And then Mm -hmm. sometimes Mm -hmm. those marital dynamics, we talk about them. They get displayed. Yeah. Yeah. And it's great. By choice. (laughs) Yes. By choice. We're normally agreeing. And we love it when we see friends and different people in public, different people just, we work with in ministry and they say, I listened to your podcast. Which one? Oh, that one. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) or yay that one i enjoy that one too yeah yeah that's good thank you nicola you're always bringing balance hey we need balance so for this one as we're talking about sweet 16 like we're legal to drive now (laughs) our marriage let's rev this thing up (laughs) our our marriage now can go on the road and and drive no supervision required (laughs) no supervision required uh no but on this episode uh the idea is we want to take time and really think about all the things that God has done over these 16 years and what we've learned, how mm-hmm. we've grown as people. Because in marriage, you marry a person for what you know of them and what you're what you're able to see and God reveals at that moment, at that time. And in our case, we didn't know much. <laughs> and who really does? Because I know. All I it's not like do, all the presenting self, right? That's when you say that, though, because I think about what I do in premarital. It is, premarital is exciting but hard mm-hmm. because, mm-hmm. one, I can only really show and reveal what I know of me at that time. I know that's right. And a lot of what I know of me that at that time has nothing to do with who you are. That's true. But then in marriage, as these dynamics change, friend circles change, family dynamics change, careers change. And it's parts of you that come out that you didn't know were there Uh or who you are Mm -hmm. does shape. And you're like, what is this coming out of me? I didn't know this was there. (laughs) Right. 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 So, um, yeah, definitely get to know all the different parts, the good, the faults, the, mm -hmm. all the in-betweens. It's good. So the emphasis here is what would James and Nicola, 
after what we've experienced, all that we've learned, after all the marriage conferences, after the podcast, after just everything that God's been showing us and teaching us in life and what we've learned in the school of life, mm-hmm. what we would we then say to that younger James and Nicola, mm-hmm. you're zero to five. And I'm going to take this vulnerable step out into and I'm going to go first. All right. Yay. So y'all, this probably will end up being two episodes. Because <laughs> I'm sure as I share some of mine, Nicole is going to want clarification. Uh-oh. <laughs> and that's okay. I'm ready for it. This is a vulnerable step. So right. she's, like we've kind of seen each other just a little bit, but we have not talked about this. So yes, if right now, if you could picture my my heart rate is probably, well, I got my I Apple your, Watch on. I can see, see your heart beating. Yeah. There you go. Ready? Okay. One of the first things I would say to James, that younger James in year zero to five of marriage, is don't hide behind your strengths. That's the first thing I'd say to him, is don't hide behind your strengths. Okay. All right. And I'm just going to look for So not push your strength out instead of... That's good. I think what I was doing at that time was I knew what I was really good at. And and you did more of that. Yes, to find... Because I didn't want to feel insecure. So anything that kind of made me feel like I was failing or struggling... Like your wife. Yep, exactly. Sometimes (laughs) in relationship with you, when Mm -hmm. you would call me to certain emotional spaces, I would feel uncomfortable like I didn't have a mastery of it. So Mm -hmm. I'd want to pull you back into where I felt comfortable. Mm -hmm. Like, let's just be this way. Let's just think through it this way or just work harder. Right. Yeah. Okay. Hiding behind my strengths. Second thing. Brought up a point in mind. And I think, you know, and I want to say, I think everyone does this, but I definitely see this when I work with husbands. Sometimes it's they'll default to going to what makes them feel secure and then kind of be frustrated when their wives call them into a place, particularly emotions. But sometimes I've seen that with the wives when they get called into an area where they don't feel as competent. All right. Number two, enjoy Nicola because you don't know how long you will have her. <laughs> and I think some of that's is that just, because I remind you death is no, no. I think some of it is because, uh, yeah, because we've had, you know, some friends of ours that just recently, like a friend of ours and a, a mutual podcast friend on KLRC. I mean, just for her husband to just like going through his day and have this heart attack. And we went and uh, sat with him. Yeah. And it, they were reevaluating weight. That's really important in life. Yes. Yes. Because if this had gone a different way, you know, what would we, what would be our regrets? So I think this, you'll find out why in my list, why that one even sticks out some more. Mm, But once again, just to make sure that I actually take more time in and enjoy you because I can't take you for granted for how long you'll be around. None of us can. Right. That's true. Number three, everything will never be done. So stop and enjoy life. Kind of. Well, (laughs) what was that? I'm sorry. I missed that one. (laughs) Definitely. Because in the beginning of our marriage, it would be like. Every time a task came up, I felt like I had to go ahead and get it done right away mm-hmm. because I couldn't stop and enjoy life until all the tasks were done. But mm-hmm. there was this myth that somehow everything could be done at a particular moment in time. Yeah. And that's just not true. So a I, lot of things can be done, but yeah. not everything can be done. That's right. <laughs> so definitely I would say everything will never be done. So stop and enjoy life. Yeah. Um, number four. Oh, gosh, here's one. <laughs> <sighs> You can't hide your struggle from her, so invite her into it. Might as well. Let her use what God put in her to give to you in marriage. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you laugh? Like uh, Because that one still feels so vulnerable. It still is like um, putting myself out there because I think I, my perception of me at that time was, because I didn't really know about what it meant to be a husband per se, except being a provider. You know, I definitely learned that from my grandfather was provide, give. So 
what I was struggling with was I need to have it all together. Mm-hmm. And if I don't have it all together, that in some way I'm maybe failing as a husband, mm-hmm. what that means to be a spiritual leader if I don't have it all together. So Your what quotes. I would then and do is like try to outwork the places that I felt like I was struggling in or that I was weak in. Mm. But actually that is contrary to the design of marriage Okay. That God himself says that, you know, it's not that good that man be alone. In other words, there's something about you or each of us that we're particularly for those that maybe feel that call to marriage. It's like, well, none of us can be alone. But for me, let me just keep it to me. James, you're not adequate in and of yourself. Mm-hmm. You need a helper, mm-hmm. a complimentary helper. And you are a good complimentary helper, meaning those areas really where I struggle, you help balance that out. Or even if you're not, it's not your strong suit. You're good at seeing into that place for me and encouraging me. Right. And things I can't see about me. Mm-hmm. So inviting, being willing to invite you in. And that's the thing that you do thrive in. Part of your gifting is an encourager. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. You're very discerning and you're brave. You're compassionate and courageous, Thank which are, is a good com- combination. You're not afraid of people's pain or distress. And you're courageous enough to go into those places and encourage people that they can be safe and go there with you. Yeah. So. Yeah. Thank you. I think when you realize that, I mean, the amazing growth that happens when we can you know, with each other and others in our life, you know, when we can find that, allowing them to use their gift and be that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then this one ties back into it again. Y'all going to be like, man, what is, (laughs) anyway. (laughs) Nope. I'm going to stop that thought right there. You don't have to have it all figured out before you start sharing. Okay. So sometimes why I wouldn't let you into my inner world because my inner world didn't make sense to me. And I couldn't put all together what I was feeling or what I was thinking or making sense. So what I would do is I can't tell you, I don't, I don't like giving you confusion. What feels like is confusion mm-hmm. because I don't, you know, I don't like confusion. I like things to be clear. clear, mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and so that would hinder me from sharing with you because I don't have it figured out. But what I'm really learning and that's been revolutionary for me as a counselor is that much of what does cause people to struggle is that their emotional world is fragmented. Emotions aren't bad, but what they get distressed is it's all these pieces and it's scattered and it doesn't make sense. And they try and force it to make sense in certain ways or get away from it. But actually our emotional world and our inner world begins to make sense when we share it with another person who can take in our world, who maybe isn't drowning at that in the moment. Mm-hmm. And they're mm-hmm. able to help kind of bring order to it and put it together for us. Yeah. And so I was kind of not inviting you into that process once again to help me make sense. So I would hold back because it didn't make sense and not share with you. I was listening to a guy uh, from, I think he, he and his wife does Redefine TV. I think his name is Tommy. I can't remember exactly, but he was saying how, you know, sometimes when you ask a guy a question, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. Like mm-hmm. He figured out the secret as, as to why. It's like, literally, I don't know. Like, we just don't know. Yep. Or like what you're talking about, James, is that sense of that fragmented inner world. And so I can't even bring it together enough to say, hey, this is what's going on. But being able to share what you're saying is like to be able to share the parts and the pieces, even if it doesn't come out as a uh, clear whole. Yeah. So kind of what you're saying, being able to share that and then maybe y'all can piece it together. Yeah. Together. So like right there, y'all mark this part on this episode and Nicole and James need to come back. What to do when my partner says they, when I ask my partner how they're feeling or what they're thinking and they say, I don't know. We need to do a podcast on that. Yes. Wrote that down this morning because I liked, (laughs) I like his chatter. Number six, (laughs) Nicola will push you past your fears. Trust what she says she sees in you. Trust what she says she sees in you. 
push you just enough so you don't trip. <laughs> yeah. Once again, I'm speaking to the younger me here, but Nicola will push you past your fears. Trust what she says she sees in you. I've mm. learned that now. Mm. Like there are things you'll see in me that I don't see. So trust when you say that you, that you're seeing something. Yeah. No examples, Nicola. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm holding uh, back. I'm holding back. Oh, good. Number seven. Oh gosh. Oh my goodness. It just reminded me of when you were um, working at the post office. You're like, I'm going to just do this. Okay. <laughs> no examples, <laughs> but that didn't make me tickle. <laughs> yeah. Okay. People mm. are like, what? James, you cannot just stop in the minute. You're going to stop the story. Like, <laughs> yes, I you am. people on the cliffhanger. If you send Let's in just say- a, a donation of a hundred dollars, <laughs> we will privately record James as the postman story and send it to you. No right. Story. Right. <laughs> well, let's just say you're a, a PhD doctor of, you know, therapy yeah. and, all that jazz. Number seven. <laughs> Keep it moving. You're gonna, you'll like this one. I will. Oh gosh, here we go. I can't see this. Whether y'all catch it, it may, I probably do feel a little bit different. This is vulnerable. Having to say all these. Nicole is listening. Like all these things I've been telling him all these years. <laughs> no, it took 16 years for this. That's good. No, no, she's. Hey, talking. better 16 than 60, right? I don't know. I like that reframe. <laughs> That's really good. I'm gonna oh remind God. you of that. Uh, ooh. <laughs> I like this. Better 16 than 60, baby. Better mm-hmm. 16 than 60. Better 16 right. than 60. Slowing down to hug Nicola will make you feel well, good, too. Mm. Come on, choir, sing that song. <laughs> I yes. love when you give people an invitation. <laughs> this is what I experience in the world of Nicola. Literally, I'm telling okay, you. Okay, I'm shutting it down now. Every day. Rain it in. Every day. All right. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah. So yeah, I had to realize like that physical contact really because I'm a person I'll just keep pushing, yeah, keep going. W- wait for science yep. to tell you what's good. Mm. <clears throat> oh God, but it's it wasn't all right. Science? Better sixteen than sixty, right? That's what we said. Okay. But I mean, Number science. Eight. You know, you see the little beads pop up on Facebook. It says hugs and touch. Your and body. That. Number eight. Your body. <laughs> Your body and soul need connection in a deep felt way. Oh, that. You can't live on the outside of your existence and not lose connection with yourself, God, and others. I know that that one felt deep to me. Can I, yeah, I was like, okay, tell it to the younger James again. Yeah, right? Because I know younger James would be scratching and say, like, what are what you What did you just say? <laughs> um, no, when I say uh, that really, when we say we need connection, I think sometimes I would just affiliate proximity. Yes. Physical proximity yes. to connection. Like I'm right here, ain't I? Uh-huh. You know, you're right there. Uh-huh. That's good. I'm like, but there's Nicola, something more. Keep just being pretty. <laughs> sit there next to me. Be my wife. Uh-huh. Go places Let's with me. Let's eat this chicken wings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sit on this here sofa. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, really recognizing that I need connection in a very deep felt way. Mm-hmm. And because what I think I was even doing, because there was this part of this inner world of me that I wasn't acquainted with, didn't know how to make sense of. I would live even on the outer skirts of my life. Yeah. Yeah. And I think because I lived on the outer skirts, once again, whether you tried to penetrate into that area, God or other friends or people or mentors around me, I kind of had everybody, including me on the outskirts of my life. And I think because of that, and I did well with it and God was faithful and I was growing and Mm -hmm. and ministry and things of that nature, which can feel deceptive in a way too. Cause sometimes this is a, I'm going to drop a a hotline real quick. This Mm -hmm. is a hot take. Even sometimes in ministry, we reward external behavior as though it is a correlation with the inner world of a person. Sometimes it's not. Yeah. Even ministry, people can perform really well on the outside while they're falling apart on the inside. Yes. And that's not a shame thing. Yeah. That's a, hey, we really want to make sure that we're doing well with the inner world and From the, the outer world. From the inside out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so 
but I would lose connection with me. Okay. Yeah. Cause I didn't have that kind of grounding anchor to my inner world. All right. Number nine, God is about to take y'all on an interesting journey. Strap on your seatbelt and enjoy the ride because there is no way the path that God has taken us on. I would have ever predicted any of it. Right. Um, it's just it was even, no strategy, right? I mean, <laughs> even just like planning. y'all, this podcast is just a testimony of how God works and speaks in the body to where Nicole and I kind of had the idea. We were flirting with it, thinking about it. I don't even know who all we might have even told about it. I don't know. I but don't then remember. to hear Mark from KLRC, one day I was there. I think we were doing like a prayer-a-thon or something like that. And then Mark says, hey. A little birdie. A little birdie told me <laughs> that y'all are interested in podcasts. And like, we're interested what? in doing this new thing. Like, as what? a Christian broadcast station. Stop it. And we want to do a podcast network and what? we'd like y'all to be a part of it. And it's like, I would have never thought to ask Mark that. Yeah. Mine. <laughs> and here we are, we're concerned with all the things that we didn't understand to have KLRC come with the parts that beside we didn't us. Have. And we partnered up together and it's just been flowing and we appreciate mm-hmm. it. Y'all. So mm-hmm. appreciate mm-hmm. KLRC. Appreciate Northwest Arkansas. Really everyone that listens to Your all of community. our friends across. Yeah. 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 Even I think we have missionaries in overseas countries listening. That's cool. What? So, y'all keep listening. Subscribe. Download our, our episodes because those. Share um, with your folks. Share with your, your folks. Annie, really do. Please. If this is really ministering to you, share it with someone because that's what we want to do. We just want to inspire and equip people to go about the relationship with God and each other in a more excellent way. And I'm not going outro yet. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, God is going to take us on this and just enjoy the ride because even me at that time. I would be like, well, I don't understand where this is going to go. So I almost want to just say, Lock in I'm staying right here. Where you are. And that's mm-hmm. okay in some ways. But there's so many things when we look back on it, like, how in the world did that happen? How mm-hmm. did we do that? Mm-hmm. How do we make it through that? Oh, my so, goodness. Yeah. So trust God. So I would tell the younger me, trust the journey that God's going to take you on. And I think even why this is important now is to remember, like, if that's the way he's brought you before now, it's like what David would say in Psalms. I once was young, but now I'm old, but I've never, never seen, seen the righteous, righteous forsaken, forsaken nor, nor a seed begging, begging bread. bread. We've said that a yeah. couple of times in those beginning. Yeah, we've got a couple of broke down vehicles right now, but God is good. <laughs> God is good. One of them is working. One is working. We're we rolling work? still. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Number 10. You are going to have some wise, amazing, beautiful girls mm. and God will provide all you need to take care of them. Mm. It's just really, really blowing my mind about, you know, the girls that we've had. <sighs> I remember remember when we were first married and I was scared to have one child. Like, <laughs> no way. We can't do it. We don't have enough money. And that you know, was I get, the funniest some thing. place, whatever that means. But <laughs> what I've seen is God that's been faithful along the way to take care of each one. And I couldn't imagine my life without any one of them I know, and the personality right. and what they bring. I love just praying for them. And my prayer, my one consistent prayer is that my girls would love the Lord, their God with all mm-hmm. their heart, mind, soul, and strength, and that they would love their neighbor as themselves. Mm-hmm. And I just tell my girls, if you can live that out, you will flourish in whatever God's called you to do. Mm-hmm. There's nothing that can be held back from you. If you live that out, Talk you've got it. Love you, and connection. You know, it. you're giving God your everything. Mm-hmm. You value yourself. But you're not he, you're not selfish, but as you love and value yourself, that flows out of you and mm-hmm. you love people with that same intensity and love mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. comes from God loving God and that you see that you have value and worth in the eyes of God. And then you go and you pour that out into the people who come in contact with you. Yeah. If you don't have either one of those three, you're going to suffer. Because I see some Christians try and like completely like they degrade themselves and tear themselves down. But then guess what happens? They treat other people that way <laughs> mm-hmm. and that doesn't work. 
So that's or why they treat other people, exalt them in yeah. a certain kind of yeah, way and be Thank the you. extreme ple- people pleaser in that some sense. Yep, that's yeah. right. Thank you. Exactly. Or Thank you gravitate gets, to God and run from people and right. don't deal yeah. with your own self yeah. even. Yeah. So, so that's my mm-hmm. big thing. So but thank you. That's the balance to it too. Is I don't want to completely tear me down and then I have nothing to offer you. Then I idolize you because I'm so worthless and this yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. But it's this healthy place. Like, wait a minute, we are all valuable in the eyes of God, mm-hmm. me, you, and I'm going to love you the same way I'd want to be loved and treated. Yeah. And I see that love in my relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sidebar there. That's just, yeah, that's very <laughs> passionate to Nicole and I. So but yeah. So those are all the things I would say to Younger James. Wow. Any questions or comments from you? I don't know. That was good. That was good. Thank you for um, speaking to the younger James, because I'm sure there's another gentleman out there who's at the stage of where you were in that first one to five years, or even if it's not the one to five years, just wherever they're at right now and and kind of grasping to find out and figure out how do I become how God intend for my life or where am I going to end up? So those are great nuggets in there. So thank you for sharing. Yeah. And so, yeah, hope that y'all have been inspired and equipped to go about your relationship with God and each other in In a a more more excellent excellent way. way. We hope that you have been inspired and equipped to go about your relationship with God and others in a more excellent way. Please subscribe to our podcast and rate us on iTunes. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at A More Excel Way. And check out our website at A More Excellent Way Relationship.com. Visit KLRC.com to learn more about the More Excellent Way.